When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of The Charming Libra. I'm your host, Tasha, and happy Friday, you guys. Happy Venus Day. Um, I hope everyone is having a wonderful day. I hope that everyone is also living in that kind of Venetian energy because that's what Friday is about. Like for me today, after this show, I'm going to be having pretty much a Tasha spoil me day. My husband uh, spoiled me and we're having a date tomorrow, so I want to make sure I'm looking good. So I'm going to be getting my hair done, Um, you know, my eyebrows kind of trimmed and looking good and maybe an outfit or something. I don't know, something nice. Uh, Just really just enjoying the day of feeling pampered and allowing myself to feel pleasure and feel good, you know, because that's what, you know, Venus energy does. Plus, hello, we are in Libra season, so... Gotta live up to that Libran truth, you know. I just been really. I noticed I've been really overindulging, so I gotta gotta be careful with that because I've been like getting myself stuff, um, kind of like throughout Libra season. To be honest, um, I felt like in Virgo season I was being more frugal, and I felt like I feel like now it's just like I don't know. It's just kind of like Libra energy is just so kind of laid back, and it's just kind of like easy to kind of fall off that, you know, that frugal train when you just want to feel good and take care of yourself and buy things that you enjoy and love and so yeah um gotta be careful with that one so um yeah so luckily I have just like extra funds to kind of use you know like as far as like from my husband and you know like family had reached out and hooked me up which I was surprised at my like um, big age so they just wanted to be nice and do it so I'm not gonna turn it down I'm not gonna you know not do it like I mentioned in one of the episodes I'm no longer doing that I used to do that all the time you know so I'm like oh no nope and that's me telling God like oh I don't want the blessing and no bueno I want all the blessings in abundance that are coming toward me and I will gladly receive it but um yeah I wanted to come up here and do you know because Libra season is quickly quickly approaching to a close you know the last day of Libra season is on the 22nd and the 23rd begins Scorpio season including um we're heading into eclipse season which I will do an episode about that I gotta make sure I know like 
what signs it's in because if it's in like the Taurus, uh, I mean, well, it's not like it's the same like alignment in the planet though either. So I'll probably do another episode about it. But, um, I know last year it was like Scorpio Taurus. So, um, I can only assume it's either that or maybe it could be like, um, like what? like Sagittarius, uh, Gemini, I don't know, Sagittarius or something. I don't know. Who knows? I got to look it up. I haven't looked it up yet, but I will be doing an episode about it. I still have another bonus episode coming for the different kinds of moon water to actually help with healing. And it's with using different kinds of things. It's not the basic bullshit that we've been seeing online where you can only do it during the, during the full moon. No, honey, it's way more than that. Um, so I'm going to be doing a bonus episode about that. And then I'm going to probably end the Libra season uh, with the Libra moon sex and relationship episode, of course. Um, And then, yeah, we'll be heading into Scorpio season. You guys, this is another one of my favorite seasons because that's when I do a lot of energy alchemy is like what I like to call it, meaning like transforming, you know, um, mind, body and soul, pretty much doing a lot of shadow work, working with a lot of crystals that enhance like you know safe um shadow work since you kind of bring up a lot of old trauma when you're doing shadow work and I do shadow work throughout the year but I feel like I it's the most potent for me in Scorpio season because that's what like Scorpio season is about getting down to the bottom bottom and revealing shit and transformation and uh that's what I'm looking to achieve as well so um Yes, we will be, of course, I'll be talking about all kinds of stuff and, you know, I just wanted to say though that, um, if you are interested, because I know like the moon sex and stuff, is not nearly as thorough. There's so many books on sun sign sex. Well, not really many to be honest, but I had more sun sign sex. And so if you want a more open detail about like the sexes of like the signs, like for the man and the woman, as well as, um, gay, um, or lesbians and stuff like LGBT, uh, LG, I'm so sorry, you guys, I have a hard time, LGBTQ, uh, Q plus, I'm sorry if I said that wrong, I have a hard time remembering all of that sometimes, but it, it, I would highly recommend listening to past episodes of The Charming Libra in season one, um, a Scorpio man still remains the highest played episode out of all the episodes, like with thousands of stuff. And the other ones also involve like, uh, like Virgo, um, Libra. And since it's Libra season, I'd highly recommend for you to listen to, um, I don't know the I really, I really enjoyed the Libra man one, um, because I love the way it said that you, because we know that Libra is, it's the only non, uh, non, um, it's, if I'm saying this right, non-animated sign meaning that we're the only sign that is a thing. Like it's, it's not like a person or an animal. And so, um, because of that, that affects how the Libra man have sex. Right. And I thought it was interesting when it specifically said that when having sex with the Libra man, they'll allow you to lose, not lose, to use their body as if it's like a non-animate object. And I was like, that to me was, (laughs) was sexy because I'm like, 
Ooh, that means you could get really creative with like, basically they'll be down to do whatever you want. Like if you want to fucking have sex with like your legs, like doing a headstand with your legs up in the air and they're pumping you from there, you want to fucking hang from the ceiling or, you know, just however you want to use their body, they're, they're going to let you. And I thought that was hot because, you know, like you have... You have some people that kind of get in the way of sex, you know what I mean? Like, um, some, some people won't like to do certain things because they don't like it instead of just being creative and like, Hey, let's try this. And if we don't like it, we don't do it again. Like, that's like how I like to roll. Like I'm someone who I like to explore everything. Um, and I like to try something at least once. And if it's something we don't like, then we won't do it again. But you never know, you can end up enjoying it and like adding it to the arsenal, you know what I mean? So I love to do stuff like that. I think that's what makes things fun in sex because it keeps it like alive and stuff. Like I'm not saying you got to sit here and do a whole last karma sutra book like every time you fuck and stuff, but it's just like you don't also want to just be doing like one thing, you know what I mean? Like especially when you're together for a long time, you got to get creative and shit. You got to like find other ways of pleasure or try something new to kind of keep it spicy. So I just like that. So if you are interested in that, and let's say you are dating a Libra man or even a Libra woman, um, and wanting to know how that sign is, if they are, um, you know, um, you know, uh, gay or lesbian or bi or whatever, if that's all in that season that like, that's why I wish I could find another book like sexology, because to me, that was the best one because it not only did heterosexual couples, it did, you know, like gay, lesbians, bi. And it's just like, and it also told like how all 12 signs work. Like, let's say like, so Libra man, it can be like Libra, you know, right. You know, like straight couple. And then a Libra, you know, like gay, bi or lesbian couple and how they work within each other. Like, you know, like, um, guy on guy, woman on woman. And it tells you all 12 signs of how that's going to work. And I fucking love that because I felt like it made, it was way more inclusive for everyone. Most of these other books that I have, and that's what I kind of feel bad about is that some of them kind of come from like a little, a little, they're a little older. Right. And so they have kind of like, you know, that one track mind where it's only, you know, like straight couples. And I hope, um, those of you who are not, I hope you don't take it that way. Please use it in a way that's going to work for you. Cause we all, we're all inclusive here. We love everyone. We're all equal. There's no bullshit about nothing else. So um, just take it as that. Um, I'm trying to find more sex books, but there's just not many. Like I said, there's just really not many, um, astrology ones. Perhaps maybe I should write one, but you know, I would, but it's just like, I haven't had sex with all the signs. And I feel like in a way you want to have some experience with all of them. Cause that way you have a more open view of what they actually do. I don't want to guess, you know, like I, like I've never slept with, um, at least a cancer son, you know, like some of the guys I've with had like either cancer Venus, my husband has a cancer moon. So I don't know if that counts and shit. So I could like talk about the experience of those and stuff. Um, 
other than that, yeah, I've never had, like, one with a cancer son, and, yeah, most of, yeah, so, yeah, (laughs) anyways, let me take a sip of my wonderful strawberry basil tea, it is so delicious, you guys, so Libra, and this is so Libra, anything that involves kind of like a little sweet, even though it's a fruit, you know, that's pleasurable and lovable, and strawberries are kind of, like, in a way ruled by Libra to me, so let me take a sip. Okay, wonderful. Um, I put up a story on at the Charming Libra IG. So if you want to see like, you know, like I have my setup for my little, I have my tea in a little ghost cup that is so adorable for, of course, tis the season of Halloween, spooky season. And um, me journaling and the crystals I use when I journal that I'm connecting with right now. So if you want to see this on a story, it's not like nothing special or anything. Uh, but also I wanted to tell you guys that I, um, you know, um, Alari Sky um, is having a a sale store-wide. Um, it's 15% off all crystals, including the new ones that I had just put up. Um, I'm trying to get rid of the old stuff. If it doesn't sell soon, I'm just going to take it off. I'm, I'm just worried that Etsy's not going to show, you know, like my stuff because they want you to have a certain amount for them to promote your stuff. And that's the only thing I worry about. But it's just like I need to make room because I've been neglecting that damn store so bad. I haven't made jewelry in a while and I feel like I'm kind of losing my touch. Uh, So I was practicing last night and I made this really nice one, but I actually have fucked up. That's what I need to do. I need to go get more thinner wire, um, cause the wire I was using, um, I didn't have the right, um, weaving stuff. I'm trying to learn how to weave and wire. So that's why I've been kind of like MIA with, um, making jewelry because I'm trying to come back with way more variety of just like different styles and stuff. So, um, I have like four styles I can do now. Um, and, but I want to do some that are not overly dressy because like some of them are more fancy and I feel like they're kind of made for more of like a little fancier look and not everyone wants to be fancy so someone just wants like a more settled crystal to wear I want to be able to offer that to them so I've just been kind of doing that been working on that I have lots and lots and lots of crystals I need to wrap I've like bought a lot of cabajons and all that stuff to do this and I just want to get a little more so I can have a variety of some rare things that some people are looking for. So, um, but yeah, I have a crystal shop. So if you're interested, please check it out. Um, I offer pendants up there and home decor. There's some up there right now. Um, so take advantage of the Libra season sale because it does end on the 22nd, which is the end of Libra season. So enjoy the 15% off. Um, please remember to search my store, Alari Sky, A-L-A-R-I-E. S-K-Y-E Jewelry on Etsy. Uh, Remember that to put in the store name on the Etsy site, it will pop up. If you do it on Google, it will not show up. I also just made myself a Tidu account. So I'll let you guys know when that's up. I haven't had a chance to put pictures because I'm thinking about putting different items up there. I'm thinking about either putting the old items that, that didn't sell on Etsy up there. And then I'm also working on just getting a whole ass shop, um, that is off both plat- platforms because Etsy, to be honest, is, I, I love it for a beginner and stuff like that. 
And I like that it promotes me as well. So I'm probably going to keep it, but I'm going to do most of my really high end stuff or really rare stuff on the actual site. I have one in the process that is made, but I haven't finished it because you guys know like grad school and doing the program has been keeping me really busy as far as like working on my business. That's what kind of sucks. My business has really taken a hard fall because I haven't really been able to work on it at all. And um, I want to focus more on that, especially with Christmas and holidays coming. I'm trying to get a lot of stuff up. And I'm, I'm thinking of doing like a, like a Scorpio, um, collection. Like I want to start doing stuff like that. Um, as I go, uh, like different collections, different, uh, stones that, you know, really enhance the season that we're in and all that good stuff. So yeah, if you want to take advantage of the sale, just visit my store on Etsy, Alari Sky Jewelry. Um, okay. So let's go ahead and jump in. I w- oh, I wanted to mention one thing. Um, when it comes to school, we had to learn the feminist theory this week. And you guys, that one really spoke to me because it it talked about how women in particular are afraid of power. And even though we never, you know, I never thought of it like that. Cause I was like, really? But then when I really read into it, it made sense. And it made sense that there are interventions in the feminist theory that help call back our power. And that's not just for women. It's for the men too, because we, as a human being, both have the feminine and masculine energy in us. It's supposed to be balanced, but a lot of the time, to be honest, especially, um, in our generation right now, um, dude, we just focus, all of us are focusing from the masculine mainly. And that's why I feel like there's not relations aren't working that well. Cause all of us are in our masculine because, women feel like they have to focus on themselves because they feel like they can't depend on men. And then men, you know, feel like they're being used or something or, you know, like by women. So it's just not a good thing. We, you know, we, we need to balance that shit. So with that said, I just wanted to let you guys know so that maybe you guys can focus on this. And I think I'm going to make a meditation out of it called, uh, called the, uh, calling your power back meditation. Because I want you guys to know that when it comes to power, power doesn't have to be scary. Power can be empowering. You know what I mean? It can help you lead a healthy life that you want to live. So like in the feminine, as feminine, you know, it says that we're more afraid of power. And that's because when you think of power, think about it. Now that I mentioned that, whenever you hear the word power, what do you think? Something negative, right? something that doesn't feel good. Like it's like when, when, when you hear that power, I mean, when you hear that word, doesn't something like something inside you kind of like go off a little bit, like kind of like a red flag, like, right. Because the problem is, is that whenever we seen powerful people, they're doing something very evil or negative with their power. Like, when you hear the word power, you think of someone who is either abusing it or hurting other people with it, right? So like the things that you want to focus on is that there is a difference, you you know, for this particular theory, you're to learn a difference between different powers, right? So like the power over, 
when you hear power over, power over, that is more of what we are seeing in society, right? Power over, meaning power over a certain race, you know, like you have, that's oppression, you know, power over oppression. They're oppressing people. Um, they're, you know, like treating people poorly, you know, power over a company, you know, that's perhaps treating their workers wrong. Like it's just a very oppressed kind of, you know, thing when you're over something that means you are in a higher standing than someone else. Like you see yourself in a higher position or as a better person than someone else. Right. Then you have the power within, and this one really touched my soul. The power within, that's the power that you really want to focus on because the power within is finding that inner strength, that inner power that's going to help you get through challenging moments and to find strength when you're feeling weak or going through something hard, like really digging deep into expressing that inner power to move forward in your life to help yourself grow, right? Then you have the power too. And the power too is like goal oriented, right? It's basically like, for example, the power to change, the power to create, you know, you're creating something, you're changing something, you're gaining something to move forward in your life and to achieve a goal. So I thought that was amazing. I kind of wanted to let you guys know that, not kind of, I did want to let you guys know that. So I hope that was helpful. And I think it's a very powerful thing to meditate on and to even journal on, you know, like things that, you know, how you feel about these particular words, the power, remember the power over the power within and the power to very highly powerful stuff to, you know, really think about and work on and see how you feel and how you respond and what you want to gain out of that. So, um, yeah, but let's go ahead and jump in. Cause I'm actually running on borrowed time. I got a hair appointment at 1030 and it's, um, 845. And then I have a counseling thing that I do for class to meet with, um, my uh, person I work with there. So, I don't want to rush. So let's go ahead and jump in. So this is the Libra man, and this is about the sign and his mind, right? So what it says is, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just checking something. Wow. Wow. Okay. So sign mind. So Libra, like the earth sign Taurus, is ruled by Venus. Here in the air sign, however, the planet's signature aesthetic energy manifests on the astral, mental, and social level rather than upon the physical material one. Whereas Taurus is a fixed feminine sign, therefore acting like a magnet for what are arguably subjective Venetian qualities of beauty, pleasure, unity, and even love, on the sensible plane, Libra is a cardinal active and in- initiatory objective masculine sign who thus projects himself on the intellectual plane as a purveyor of Venetian principles in the abstract love grace beauty art balance and harmony as thought forms and shiny ideals so of course you know with each sign you have a few signs that rule the same planet Taurus and Venus of Taurus and Venus Taurus and Libra of course are ruled by Venus and 
as mentioned, earth sign is more about the material. So you're going to express your Venetian qualities in more of the earthen plane, the material realm, you know, while because air is mental, we express or they express uh, Venetian um, attributes through the mental aspect. So it's very interesting. I love it. Plus earth, you know, Taurus is fixed. Libra is cardinal, right? Okay. So let's go ahead and jump back in there. Okay. So Taurus is the Zodiac's Adonis. Venus, Aphrodite's love object, while Libra man is rather a masculinized version of the goddess under whose namesake planet he was born, the proverbial Venus as a boy. Superficially, he recalls Cupid, not only in his signature cherubic appearance, but in the combined energy of Venus and Mars, the imp's mythical parents love and war respectively being incorporated into the male sign of Libra, who, kicking off the second half of the Zodiac, personifies a big switcheroo from the basic astrological layout initiated in the first half. There, Aries is a masculine sign fittingly ruled by warrior Mars, the objective male principle, followed by the feminine Taurus aptly governed by Venus, the subjective feminine principle. On the flip side, in the second half of the zodiac and thus the third quadrant of the mind, <clears throat> Libra represents the objective male Venus just as just as its following sign, Scorpio, portrays the subjective female Mars. Being traditionally ruled by that planet, um, and for those of you who don't know, Scorpio does have two rulers. The OG original planet is Mars, and the modern planet is Pluto. So that's why you hear, like, when a lot of people are like, well, Scorpios are fiery, they should be a fire sign. Honey, that's why. Because they are ruled by Mars. They do have that Martian sting, you know what I mean? That's why it's like Scorpios, you know, like Aries, they're very loud and abrupt with, you know, when they get upset. They're very explosive. Honey, no. A Scorpio is going to come at you when you least expect it. They are very quiet with their, you know, like their revenge and them getting back at you. They're not going to be loud about it. It's very calculated. So they'll get you when you least expect it and they will get you 10 times as hard because of that Martian energy. So yeah, they can be angry people. You know, like my husband is a fight. He's a hothead and lucky enough that he tells me I balance him out because of that because he can easily like go off the deep end with like anger and stuff. He's also a Scorpio Mars as well. So yeah, got to be careful of that. Okay. So, um, it's rather simple math. Libra is the higher octave of Aries. It's so-called opposite sign while not really being its opposite at all. On the contrary, both are cardinal signs with the similar models, the Arian, I am, and Libran, we are. I balance, also being the sign's creed. Both Aries and Libra are trailblazers in spirit, fire, and ideas, air, respectively. Okay, so Cupid comparisons aside the overriding mythical archetype from which Libra draws his exceptional character is Apollo. He is first and foremost the god of light, the most vivid portrayal of Libra's exclusive carnal air com- combination, the very depiction of etheric power. Metaphorically, to light, as in the term, term enlightenment, is a symbol of reason. Apollo is the god of reason as well as 
as order. Apollo is also known as the sun god. So he's, he's, he's pretty, um, high up there with, with all that. So yeah. Um, his own Venus as a boy status is well documented by scholars, a rather late addition to the Greek pantheon. Apollo usurped much of what were previously Aphrodite's special provinces, including the service of the muses, music, art, history, dance, astronomy, etc., as well as previously female deity domains such as healing and prophecy. As a pers- personification of classic, indeed platonic, Hel- Hellenic, Hellenic civilization, the god symbolizes the imposition of patriarchal society on a previously matriarchal one. As such, Aphrodite was demoted to a goddess of love and beauty once Apollo hit the scene. Oh, I never knew that. Apollo as light must be seen in contrast to Helios, the sun god. Oh, okay, I guess I got it wrong. I swear Apollo was that. Hmm, interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Um, Just as Libra has a far different version of the world than does the Leo man, who was ruled by the sun and its more ancient archetype, the sun and Leo typify the divine role of kings apparent in the Leo male personality. Libra, however, is associated with a democracy, just one of many actual Venetian high ideals, which sees power being spread out evenly upon the citizenry, albeit in the original Athenian version, a strictly male populace. This is certainly the most striking interpretation of the Libra model motto, we are and the science concept of balance, and the power is shared evenly via, via vote amongst the people. Indeed, as history will have it, have it time and time again, reason is the universal power of the human mind that causes the overthrow of mon, 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 monarchical rule. Just as Libra is associated with dusk, graced as it is with cool, even light, and the appearance of shining Venus, in contrast to the blaring high noon of August Leo's. Leo, so does the soul divine power of Leo become diffused via Libra among the many. Fittingly, the ancient Hebrew equivalent of Apollo is Lucifer, meaning light bringer, who attempted to snatch the sun god's power to, to distribute to mankind. Of course, he was later demonized in biblical tradition as Satan, a character who not only represents Libra's dark side, just as Apollo had his own shadow self, Python, the god of the pit, often referred to as the inclusive Apollo Python, but as as we'll see, it is the male sign of Scorpio who tends to embody much of the underworld characters since as astrologer Dane Rudhar once noted signs responded to the excess of previous signs. And indeed, Scorpio in many ways personifies the backlash to Libras notoriously idealized versions visions of life so that was interesting back uh backstory <laughs> it's like whoa it's getting to all this like mythical political stuff okay so most individuals however are char- charmed by the principled artistic libran view of existence even though he typically comes on strong like his patron apollo unapo- unapologetically presiding over Circumstances with an inherent superior demeanor that is rarely ever despotic enough to justify any outright attacks against him, even from the Leo and Scorpio men of the world, no matter how much of an imposer, if not suspected imposter, he may appear, 
Libra is nonetheless a die-hard diplomatic envoy of democracy. Still, even such a civilized state requires such a president as he. The sign of the skills indeed represents the Apollonian principle in the universe. Um, or Apollonian, I said Apollonian. <laughs> Apollonian principle in the universe, that which is defined as well-balanced, poised, ordered, or disciplined. And as native sons embody such attributes, as the natural ruler of the seventh astrological house, home to such concepts as harmony, equality, cooperation, and agreement, for the sign of Libra, order is, well, the first order of the day, over and over in myriad. Metaphysical context, the number seven is employed as a numerical equivalent of order in the universe. Seven heavens, seven vices, seven virtues, seven chakras, even seven notes to a scale, or the scales. Divine from the music of the celestial spheres. Seven is Apollo's sacred number, and he drove a chariot of seven swans. Light itself is made up of the seven colors of the spectrum. Light wonder that Libra man is the personification of enlightened qualities, particularly that well-worn mental faculty of reason. He simply cannot abide the darker, more chaotic, read some conscious side of life. Not to mention his flying off the handle should a pipe break a, a pipe spring a leak or someone throws a monkey wrench into his schedule his focus is on such uber conscious notions as can be divined or imposed upon the world for the purpose of advancing ideas to his mind anything else is just self-absorbed wallowing so to me what i took that as is that it's almost like i guess that's where libra's uh get the, um, what is it? How can I say this? They're known as being like fake. Cause it's almost like from what I read when it just said that about, you know, things throwing a wrench, he won't get really like crazy. It's almost like their personality is calculated. It's almost like not being really authentic. Um, in my opinion, because it, it just means like, oh, okay, like I'm not going to focus on that. Like you're avoiding the situation so that you can remain poised and in grace. I wonder if anyone else, did anyone else hear that? Because that's, that's what I took that as. Okay. So the world of light, visible existence, as well as enlightened ideology, ideology is Libra's domain, Heron. He finds more than enough to occupy his time and energy with little need for delving into the realm of the subconscious. Hashtag avoiding. <laughs> Did I say that? He has a snap out of it approach to other people's problem. Just as he tends to ignore his own darker feelings, however, being so oriented toward the lighter side of life, he may cast that much more of a shadow, repressing negative feelings that will at some time beg to be reckoned with. So exactly putting shit off, not focusing on your emotions, um, will, it's not a healthy thing. It's not a good thing. I get, there's some situations where you have to do that. Like if I'm in public and I'm about to have a mental breakdown, I'm going to fucking swallow that shit. Like it's going to stay in my throat, but I'm going to swallow that shit down until I get into a more private area. And then like, ah, you know, like, let it go. Sometimes it's hard for me to do that. Like, I mean, more so of anger, I would say I do that with. Like, if it's like an emotions of sadness and stuff like that, sometimes that's hard for me to do. So, like, I'll just try to find somewhere in there and, like, cry. Or, like, if I'm, like, with someone that, like, 
then that I, I like lately I just I express my emotions I don't give a fuck anymore I'm a Pisces moon I have to um it's just not healthy for me to do that so Libra men stop doing that shit because it's just not fucking healthy and it's going to explode in your face eventually okay so Meanwhile, Libra revels in the light of day world, arguably that of appearances, never feeling compelled to limit himself to any one area of interest, particularly in the realms of the Libra, li- liberal or fine arts as a personification of the Venetian Apollonian, Apollonian principle. He is bound to immerse himself in the objective creation of beautiful things, just as he vividly illustrates the ex- exploration of exquisite ideas, as well as given the inheritance of his Patrons, God, myriad artistic domains. He tends to be talented in a great many areas. The word talent stems from the Latin talentum, fittingly meaning balance. Oh, without necessarily specializing in any particular one. This laying claim to numerous disciples often raises more than a few brows, winning him the reputation for being a dabbler or a lightweight, pun intended. The medium through which he channels his talent is almost beside the point. To his mind, all is poetry, whether in writing, music, painting, dance, decorating, or design. Lyricism is a Libran keynote, and thought, and through, and through it, he forever seeks to uplift the spirit. He can't help but radiate those planetary principles that he personifies. He brims with notions that add more beauty, harmony, balance, equality, and indeed love to human existence. When John Lennon sang, All You Need Is Love, he mightn't have realized how Libran he was being. Love in its most basic form of appreciation is what Libra beams outward in every which way, appreciating each situation in threefold manner. First, he assesses that which he encounters. Second, he accentuates the positive, focusing on the drawing out what is inherently good in any circumstance. And in doing so, he third improves situations, leaving them far better than he found them. He mainly turns his amelorative energy into himself Sussing, sussing out what he may best offer the world and intensifying such qualities. The seventh house rules, amongst other things, one's strongest personality traits. So I really like that. It really shows how, in a way, the, the Libra man's sensitive side because sometimes they are not known for that. But I know that as a sign in a whole, Libras are very loving. And I feel like... um. I just feel like we get shit on with that just because like the second someone hears an air sign detached, you know what I mean? It's like, and it's like that with all fucking signs, you know, like when you hear fire sign, oh, explosive, you know what I mean? When you hear water sign, cry baby, earth sign, stubborn, money hungry, you know, like sometimes some of us get shit on because I feel like at least in some of the elements, some of you guys are, even though you're recognized as being that, you know, people will see the beautiful side of it, but I feel like air, air signs and I would say, Ooh, really? I just feel like air signs. It's just automatically like when people hear the word air, it's just detached. That's the first thing that comes out of everyone's mouth. And it's like, okay, we can have detached moments, but we actually have some emotion in there. You know what I mean? Like I would definitely say out of all the air signs, Gemini has the hardest time really tapping into theirs. I feel like Aquarius is emotional, but they're only emotional people they love. So they're not going to let you see that. So that's going to be hardly, it's going to be hard to gain that love and trust. 
so you won't really see it. But Libras, we're pretty damn sensitive. So um, we're only detached when, like, basically, like, if we don't like you or something like that, we're detached. And if you, if we've, like, been patient and giving you all our fucking time and attention and you're shitting on us, then, yeah, we will become, we will become detached. I'm drinking real quick. My tea's getting cold. Okay. You know, I'm surprised my cats aren't acting up. Like, one of them is sitting next to me. The other one, I'm surprised. Like, she's not going ham on shit like usual. The second I push record, it's just like, let's fuck this up for Tasha. Anyways, um... (laughs) Okay, as the seventh astrological sign, Libra ushers in the third conjurant of the the zodiac. That which is concerned with the metaphysical level of the mind and thus the procession of existence. The Libra male is sexually aligned with the masculine element polarity of his sign. Air, fire are masculine, while water, earth are feminine. And thus embodies the cardinal air evolutionary thoughts he espouses. And since Libra man is himself an idea, the scales is the only inanimate um, symbol in the Zodiac, all others being either human or animal. He is so much his ideals, those principles that define his character, that his strongest personality traits are typically all he'll show to the world. Unlike Aries with its I am motto signaling pure physical being and the ego, Libra is focused on the cultivation of a character, both in the sense of principled quality as well as in the development of of an often eccentric persona. These two dynamics typically fuse into one great big personality. Some, like those Scorpios with their X-ray eyes, may feel that the Libra is put on phony plastic hiding behind his device self to disallow others to glimpse the real him. And that's what Libras do. Libra men are like that. Um, definitely Libras in general, to be honest, but definitely the Libra man, I see it in the most because they want to put on this like little fake persona that everything's grand and perfect and they have everything under control and deep down they're crying inside. You know, we, we see through it, honey. We see through it. Um, and yeah, Scorpios don't like anyone that's unauthentic. So, um, they're not really going to, if you're, if you're not someone who's open to being your true self, you're not going to vibe well with a Scorpio. Okay. So to the Zodiac's artist, however, there is no crime in self-creation. Indeed, Libra begs the question, are we not all in one way or another beings of our own divining? Though in truth, many Libra men adopt fairly over the top alter egos, lending new meaning to the sign's secondary model. We are a list of famous skills, guys, which includes Sting, Flea, Usher, Eminem, Jelly Roll, Morton, Meatloaf, John, Cougar, Mellencamp, Snoop Dogg, Buster Keaton, Groucho, Marx, Lee, Le Corbusier, Cummings, even John Lennon in declaring himself the walrus, reveals that the creation of an alias is a particularly Libran preoccupation. This fascination with character ter- characterization has also led many Librans to becoming playwrights, poets, and novelists. Arthur Miller, Oscar Wilde, Eugene O'Neill, Harold Pinter, Louis Aragon, T.S. Eliot, F. Scott Fitzgerald, William Faulkner, Gore Vidal, Truman, Kepto, Shell, Silverstein were all born under the sign. Yet despite a shiny outward disposition, most Libras hide a fiercely dark side. 
one that may eventually threaten to undo them. Very true. Viewing himself, and I just want to touch on that just a little bit. This is why it's not good to have these little alter egos or even like holding in your emotions because it's true. As a Libra, I, you know, it it just, it, it happens. Like, um, I was there where I didn't deal with my emotions cause I was so busy with everything else, which is a Libra thing to do to busy ourselves with everything else, but our own self and emotions, our own, you know, like subconscious and mind. Um, because it, you know, we feel too much sometimes that we don't want to deal with it. So we'll busy ourselves. But then when you get to a point where you're at that breaking point, all of that darkness is going to come out really bad. That's why people need to stop thinking that Libras are sweet, innocent, and always so nice. Cause yeah, we are, but honey, we are hiding, you know, the, the flip side of that nice, you know, we can be downright evil. So be careful with that. Uh, viewing himself so subjectively, Libra systematically events an image based on what he sees as his finest characteristics and polishes it to a shine. Venus mirrors, mirror-like glyph symbolizes the Libran ability to look at himself from the subjective perspective as one would at a work of art, making in unnecessary changes to his person as he sees fit, situating the positive while obscuring any anti-Apollonian imbalances. He must mask the pain of feeling deficient for as much as the seventh house is that of striking um, personality traits. It also highlights that which one lacks this selective perspective of self is a source of much psychological suppression and a one that deep that is deeply rooted in Libra's childhood rearing. Um, the Libra man child of, I mean the, the Libra male child <laughs> is typically born to bickering parents or at least reared at a time in their lives when they when they are at odds because the carnal air child is precocious often labeled a mini adult in early nod to his signs association with the human ages of 42 through 49 he sees his parents and everyone else as his equals whereas many children cower when faced with parental conflict the libra boy wants to mediate indeed in in Amlorate, sorry, amlorate the situation. He may sit his parents down on one, on one, down one on either side and seek reconciliation. His attempts to harmonize usually work at least on the surface and form an early age. He begins to believe that all difficulties can easily be smoothed over. His family life may look rosy on the surface, but tensions are lurking disastrously underneath. This is so true because, like, that's kind of, like, how, like, some of the drama in my family, which I'm not going to mention it. Some of the drama in my family, it was, like, everyone thought I had this perfect family, but it's, like, not really, you know, (laughs) not really. Anyways, tension uh, endemic to walking any tightrope, emotional or otherwise, is what actually necessitates the Libra boy's acquisition of balance. Just as his female counterparts is typically a child of divorce, giving rise to her ability to easily cut people from her life to retain an equilibrium. The Libra male, whose parents usually stay together, 
Rather, learns to justify, rationalize, and strike balances within given circumstances and even with, within his own psyche. Focused on keeping the peace, he presents himself to his parents as a goody-goody who won't add to their strife, but will instead be a, sort of pr- a source of pride and appreciation itself. A two-way street. Putting on a mantle of the perfect child, he hopes will make his parents happy and thus keep them together. And trying to appear the ideal child, he may become a fuss spot, if not an outright warrior. Afraid of underlying tensions, he will stick close to home and become especially tied to his mother's apron strings, often panic- panicked at leaving the nest as a kid for fear of not being able, not being on hand to me- meditate difficulties should they arise. He puts so much effort into tap dancing, even at a tender kindergarten age. He may become aware of his own pretense. He might be that child who will haunt his parents with the perpetual question, do you really love me? As a combined result of their distracted natures and his own inkling that he isn't quite showing them, or anybody for that matter, his true self in a modern retelling of medieval tales of the oaf, literally defined as a child substitute or imposter placed in the state of a real child abducted by Elvis. Oh, elves. Oh my God. Elves. I'm surprised I didn't know that word correctly, considering that's my, one of my favorite um, mythical creatures to play in RPG games like World of Warcraft. I was a blood elf priest. <laughs> Anyways, fairies or witches, the boy robot David and Steven Spielberg's film AI, standing for one very Libran concept of artificial intelligence, is an ep- ep- epitomic male skills child model. This book has tongue to uh, tongue twisters. I'm telling you, coming along in uh, in his parents' life at a time when their marriage is hanging by a thread. David, ironically meaning beloved, is programmed to be the perfect child and, as such, love his folks unconditionally. However, in so doing, the, he only ever seems to see he only ever seems to see parental love devoid of selfishness, eluding himself. Libra boy like David is wired to believe that he can make everything right for his loved ones. And because the scales guy own parents do typically stick it out, at least for appearances sake, he is conditioned to believe that this is a possible dynamic. Venus signifying eternal unity for which to strive. So basically it's just saying that Libra men assume that no matter what the situation is, they can make it right, which I think it's a positive thing to have to think like that, but it's also unrealistic. And the reason I say this is because there's just some things you cannot fix. And I think that's something that all Libras need to learn. Because there comes a time where you're just going to have to either. I don't I don't want to say choose a side, but like choose something that you wholeheartedly believe in. It's not about being in the middle, because usually I feel like Libras uh, kind of run within the middle of either right or wrong it's always like a gray area which isn't necessarily a bad thing because that you know we do see all sides of the situation but it's also not helpful like when you actually need to kind of serve that justice and you're like well I I get this person and how they feel but then I also understand that like no bitch you got to decide and if it's in a way that people are going to get pissed or if it's in a way that you can't fix, that's okay. Like you can't fix everyone. You can't fix every situation. Um, sometimes you just have to admit defeat, you know, like 
people are going to want to do what they want to do. And no matter what you say and how much sense it makes, sometimes it just doesn't work out. So don't just be realistic. Put it like that. When it comes to that kind of stuff, you, you just can't fix everything. You can't. It's humanly impossible to do that. So just my kind of word on that. It says, well into adulthood, he is notoriously unable to get to let go of situations, people, and obstacles in his life. With rose-colored glasses firmly in place, he feels there's nothing in life that can't be worked out. All one needs, he's convinced, is love. Which is which is nice. Like, yeah, everyone needs love. But again, you, you still can't fix everything. Love or not, you know. Uh, by virtue of this of his planetary rule, Libra is attracted to feminine beauty from a young age, generally preferring the friendship of girls while avoiding the more rough and tumble world of male bonding rituals, which strike his Apollonian sensibilities as disorderly and crude. With puberty, however, everything switches. Female friends give in to their bargaining hormones and focus on the more physically avert males in their midst, often leaving the notoriously androgynous Libra suddenly out in the cold, shunned, even ridiculed by other males who may label his artistic tendencies as mere artifice, part and parcel of his not being a real functioning boy. F yet, if not effeminate, as well as now being all but ignored by the girls who once fueled his existence, Libra finds himself at odds. As the masculine reinterpretation of his uber-feminine planetary namesake Venus, the artsy Apollonian male feels caught in the balance in a world divided strictly along gender lines. He will try to find his niche, searching himself for those infamous strong personality traits, anything outstanding that might win him recognition and thus a place in the social pantheon for although he may be concentrated on cultivating so distinct an individual character oh oh, sorry (laughs) he fears and hopes to avoid being relegated to the nether regions of pure oblivion talents become his focus and he means to make a mark with any accomplishments he might display. Likewise, he'll make up with stylistic flair what he lacks in mainly appearance if mankind still lived in the jungle. Leo, with his survival of the fittest attitude, might indeed reign supreme. But in modern society, a world built upon high ideals and Apollonian rules of democratic civilization, a strikingly less natural man such as Libra is able to thrive living by his characteristics characteristically Walden Wits. He is the preeminent intellectual and sophisticated of, the zo- sophisticated of the Zodiac. With these distinctions, he hopes to trump any inborn he-man, he-man at the game of life and the game of love. Meanwhile, he may experience a sense of self-loathing, which he, of course, represses, if not feeling naturally equipped with an inviolably masculine endowments, such as major muscles or rugged athletic- athleticism. Um, still Libra masks his deep-seated disappointment behind an insouciant devil-may-care demeanor. He strikes attitude at his best defense against feeling down and out. Reinvention, indeed, recreation of self is his best weapon for survival in the dog-eat-dog world of male dominance and sexual conquest. So this makes me laugh because I do feel like Libra energy has a lot to do with a recreation reinvention of self and it's mainly something that's like aesthetic wise in my opinion from what I've seen 
it's always like getting a new look, getting new hair, you know, um, I don't know, like getting, you know, just, just the overall, like, you know, body transformation that has to do with like fitness and stuff like that. That's how I see it. So when it said that, I just kind of giggled a little bit and felt like I know everyone else has to see that kind of right. Okay. So similarly recreation that in that other sense of the world becomes his main object in life. Adopting a bond vivant persona, the Libran cyberite seeks and out those Venetian pleasures the world has to offer. Dabbling in all things arty, if not affected, employing his trademark bon mots in the courting of the boo monde. I don't know what that means, you guys. It's like a different language, I guess. But that's it for the Libra man. Let's go ahead and jump into mine inside of a Libra women like myself. Okay. Um, all right. So, um. The planet Venus rules Libra, just as it does Taurus, only here in the zodiac seventh sign, the celestial sphere is focused on the mental and social air sign plane as opposed to the material earth sign strata of existence, such that just as the Taurus female strives for substantially ideal existence, highlighted by her love of beautiful things and a concentration on her own appearance, The Libran woman is most concerned with exquisite ideas, high concepts, and philosophical ideas. She can project into the ethos. Just as Apollo, the god of light and order, is the prime archetype of the Libran male, the astral Venus Aphrodite herself is the heavenly patroness rightly assigned to Libra woman. The goddess of beauty, grace, and charm, whose namesake planet represents the universal principles of union, balance and harmony venus aphrodite doesn't manifest her power literally in the personage of the libra as she does in taurus who embodies these percepts percepts on personal tangible level here in the sign of the scales beauty grace and charm are elevated to the status of abstract principles as such libra woman sees the world as a system of inherently divine order a unified environment ruled by the cosmic law of cost an effect wherein justice will and indeed must be done. In Libyan mythology, it is the goddess Libra, Greek, Astroarch, Roman, Astria, the lady of the scales who enacts the equalizing effects of karma in the universe. And anybody intimately acquainted with a Libra woman, a Libra woman would readily agree that when she walks into a room, one can't help but think, here comes the judge. Indeed, one would be hard-pressed to pinpoint a more unequivocal individual, one who is iron- ironically narrow-minded and even her most liberal ideologies dogmatic in the expression of her loftiest principles. In her defense, Libra's intentions are typically for democratic good, at least as she perceives it. Strictly speaking, no matter how tough a form or matter her, pro- her proclamations take this sharp-witted daughter of Venus acts out of love, albeit not as personal expression, but rather as universal script. Uh, prescript so basically it's like astria the i'm assuming she's like the lady of justice because it's the one that holds the scale which uh, you know the blind justice i'm assuming i never really heard that um libra uh the goddess libra aka astria i didn't know she represented the libra goddess i didn't even know there was one to be honest and i've read a lot about um um mythology but 
Yeah, so it's basically saying that the problem with, a, you know, like not the problem, but the difference between a, a Libra woman and a Taurus woman is that Taurus, while we're both ruled by Venus and Aphrodite, Taurus is basically more of the embodiment of it as far as like the charm and all that stuff. And Libras have charm and everything, but we're more on the, you know, the air side of that more into like, you know, like I said, more ideas more so than the lifestyle, I guess you can say. And don't get me wrong, like, that's why I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, well, Libra is this and that. And we do enjoy, like, some luxury stuff, but really most of our power is into, like, making these wonderful ideas. We are a cardinal sign as well, so um, I thought that was interesting, as well as seeing how judgmental Libras can be. You know, we hold the scales, and so, you know, like, when we come in, you know we pretty much, you know, like judge the room. We, we can, we can sometimes come off as a little judgmental when it comes to things. So you got to kind of be aware of that. Cause I've heard that aspect from some people that Libras are just too judgmental for their taste. Okay. So in symbolic terms, it is the Libra woman's birthright to better the world, just as it is the Libra man's preoccupation to better himself. Appreciating every situation she's faced with and then taking the proper course of action or making swift and arguably appropriate judgments or actions in response is the way she leads her life for better or worse. She always drops the other shoe as a way to bring her existence into balance. Amelioration is her modus operandi. The aptly named Amelie in the French film of the same name is a consummate Libran character out of love. Amour. She makes it her life's mission to Right, every perceivable wrong that plagues those suffering in her midst, just as she is determined to punish anyone causing such pains. Are they about to say I am Sailor Moon after it? It just sounds kind of like her speech, kind of, in my opinion. I don't know. This is the Libra in nutshell, a walking, talking dispenser of karmic retaliation, whether in the form of reward, grace, or vengeance fury. The graces are emanations of the goddess Venus, Aphrodite, their dreadful alter egos being the furies. Both are also considered variations of the fates. In psychological terms, the graces and the furies respectively correspond to charisma, mother charm, and miasma, mother curse. And it's the double-edged power of the scale-toting fates goddess that the Libra woman has archetypically inherited. She is the zodiac's lofty high priestess, a personage mythically endowed as a sorceress in the classic figures of Circe or Cirque. A, perso- a, perso- a personification of the karmic circle, the syllable Ka, aptly being the seventh magic sound in ancient Egypt, and her niece Medea, who is the graceful aspect of the furious Medusa. As myth has it, Medea was a good witch who, when done in an inju- injustice, went bad, killing her children in a vivid act of miasma. The sign of Libra is associated with the ages 42 and 49, the famed female prime of life. When a woman's focus shifts from childbearing to child rearing, uh, bringing up, teaching, and preparing offspring for adulthood. Indeed, such an epoch is distinguished by the imparting of knowledge, the instilling of ideals, and the, dis- and the discerning of future fates of those under one's protection. The literally, the literary character who has most poignantly immortalized this period of prime is Miss Jean Brody. The, the name Jean means gracious and merciful, and Brody is derived from 
embroidery embroidery <laughs> as the characteristic character is like all fate goddesses a weaver of destinies throughout her life libra woman draws on this prime archetype forever taking on the role of the free thinking if not free willing instructor who enlightens and empowers others indeed casting her charges and to such roles as she sees fit. Like Jean Brody, the eternal lady of the scales, passes sweeping judgments, sentencing others to live life, a life lived, stand with her permanent, albeit subject, subjected labels and instructions. Like a mother observing and then weighing the strengths and weaknesses of her growing children, Libra assigns everyone she meets a purpose, particularly those individuals who might be of service to her. Still, she sees others in their best light. So much so that one is often hard-pressed to live up to ex expectations. She may sometimes miss the mark prejudging rashly over underestimating one's talent or one of her most notable flaws, failing to sniff out self-serving hidden agendas. So preoccupied is Libra with grand conceits, putting her beautiful all-seeing notions and ideals out there. That she can be oblivious to the intricacies of life's looming under looming just under her nose so I don't know about this one <laughs> to me it just makes it seem like Libra is just really focused on like judging everything and don't get me wrong like justice is like my thing but that is like far from how I go through life like I'm, I'm only the judge when I need to be when someone asks my opinion or they want to know like what I think on a certain situation other than that, that's not really like, I don't know, the thing that I focus on, in my opinion. Um, and I'm sure it's just like giving a generalization, but it just it just really sounds like, I don't know, like most Libras I know, like they have some judgments, but I feel like it's not to this extreme where that's like what we're mainly focused on. Like the ideals, of course, are very creative. Other than that, the whole judging thing just seems like a little too um, focused on to me in this one. Okay, so it says, for this, the sole cardinal air active mental sign in astrology knowledge um, is not only power, but also force that can and must be potentially directed or must be poignantly directed. As the first time, the second half of the astrological wheel kicking off the zodiac's third quadrant, quadrant that of the metaphysical level of the mind and perception. Libra represents a flip side reinterpretation of existence as originally po put forth by the zodiac sign, the zodiac's first sign of Aries. Libra's lower octave and so-called opposite, the masculine sign of Aries ruled by Macho Mars is followed by the feminine sign of Taurus ruled by dainty Venus. Masculine Libra is also governed by Venus just as the following feminine sign of Scorpio is co-ruled by Mars. Long story short, Libra is the zodiac Sadie Hawkins, whereby Venus pur purported to be the passive feminine principle now becomes active force of this masculine sign. And just as active masculine energy can be characterized by the raw over physicality associated with the spirit toting sign of Aries, the active female energy in Libra is the unseen spirited power of the mind personified by that sorceress priestess wielding her, her hand, wielding her wand. In Taurus, love, grace, beauty, and charm are physical, sensual possessions, passive attributes designed to attract a partner. For Libra, female, those nouns become verbs. To love in the sense of appreciating and am amelorating, 
to grace in the sense of beautifying and honoring, as well as offering grace in the form of forgiveness and mercy, essential components to the overall ideal of justice that the lady of the skills so vehemently represents. And charm, like grace, can denote a magic all on its own, as both may be synonymous with a sort of evocation. Justice Libran writer-philosopher Florence Scovel Shin titled her famous uh, treatise on the magic of positive thinking, Your word is your wand. Such a mantra seems to be encoded in the psyche of every female born under this sign. I love that. Your word is your wand. And that's true. (laughs) That is a very actually good mantra because it's true. Whatever you speak, it comes into existence, meaning that your words are your magic. Whatever you speak, whatever magic you speak whether that's positive or negative, it will come to pass. So be careful with that. I really like that. Um, seems to be encoded in the psyche of every female born under this sign, like an ancient sibyl or sorceress. Libra is seemingly un- enabled in keeping with the carnal air combination of her sign to take action on the astral plane, whereas the self-inventive men of the sign use this ability intrinsically to make themselves over into a character, thought form of their own imagination. Uh, imagining the scales woman is rather blessed with the talent to cast her thoughts like spells into the ether with the pointed intention of seeing her designs materialize. I love this in simple terms. Libra possesses such outsized conviction in in her infamous ideas that she realizes them into being. In fact, it is a force of which she must take conscious reign for, for even her slightest whims have a way of taking root, such as the power of even a suggestion of her will. This is so true. Because that is like me, like seriously, like I have to be very careful with being negative because it seems like when I say things negative, it always happens. And that's because I also put so much like thought and emotion and visualization and and it's, it's not intentional. It just happens. You know, it's just I'm a very good visionist. Um, I've never had a problem with visualization, so I can easily visualize anything and it's not intentional, but it's like. I have to make sure to focus on good things and feel it the same way and visualize that way so that it comes to pass. So yes, anything that I usually say or speak will happen. That's why I'm very intentional on what I say. That's very interesting. Okay, so indeed, um, indeed, as the astrological purveyor of karmic activity, she proves the old adage, be careful what you wish for. The Zodiac's little magistrate, she rarely wastes time or brain power on interests or causes that may never yield her desired effects. She designs her life and is never one to sit idly by and passively go with the flow. And yet her precise plans are often kept under, under wraps. Yep. I always tell people move in silence. You never tell anyone, like, don't get me wrong. You can discuss your dream, but you don't have to go into detail what that's about. And I know some people are like, well, that's mean. That's rude. That's selfish. No, it's because I learned the hard way. When you tell people your ideals and let's say, especially if it involves money and you don't have the money yet to do that, what happens is someone else takes that idea and they have the money. So they make use of that and it becomes theirs. So you lose out. So a lot of the times when I would tell people things I want to do, it would end up happening. They would end up doing exactly what I want or getting something that I wanted or like a look that I wanted before me and then I'd be like well damn I can't do that now because I'm not going to be a copycat you know what I mean so I I just say moving signs that's like me and my husband's mantra so that way when it does happen 
you know, and we get it done. It's like, oh, wow, you know, that was really creative or you did a good job. Yeah, of course. And now, like, if someone wants to do it, that's fine. But just know that I was the first one to do it. And I I mean, I'm not saying you have to, like, recognize that. But the thing is, I just have, like, an ego problem with copycatting certain things. Like, if it's something I really like, I'll ask someone about it. But most of the time, I try to do my own thing. Because, um, especially when it comes to like hair and stuff and like outfits and stuff. So that's just me. And Libra seems to always look into situations from the outside. She leads a charm life, but the hard and fast truth is that she's a careful conjurer, a woman who takes great pains to weave her way into opportunities she has had the pre-science to approach. She knows and let this be a lesson to all of us that in order to get what you want in life, you must behave as if you already have it. So basically manifesting, you guys. I love this. It's basically like they're saying the Libra woman's not only the judge, but she's pretty much, you know, a priestess, like a magical woman. You know, we're good at creating the life we want. So this this should be like those of you who are you know, big three Libras or uh, even a Libra Mars, I would say, because Mars is about taking action. This is a very powerful thing to really use. Um, she knows and let this be a lesson to all of us that in order to get what you want in life, you must behave as if you already have it. In so doing, she finds that life conspires with her. Whatever road to success Libra chooses will invariably rise to meet her, such as the energy of Venus working actively on the astral plane. Libra strives to form a perfect union between herself and her desired circumstance. No matter how lofty by psyching herself into being equal to it, it takes tremendous mental effort. But by sending the right message, she convinces her, for, she convinces first herself than others that she is indeed a prime individual, one wrought from the finest human fiber. Consequently, she continuously improves the unfolding fabric of her life. Libra chooses to be choice therefore priming herself for the best that life has to offer a list of famous libra women including the likes of greer garson helen hayes gwyneth paltrow emily post julie andrews angela lansbury eleanor roosevelt susan saranadon olivia newton john deborah kerr katherine denavu uh, Barbara Walters and Linda McCartney reveals that women born under the sign of the scales are often to some degree beyond reproach. Peerless, if not spotless, goody goodies. At the very least, one cannot help but think of them that way. In actuality, Libra woman unequivocally abhors these labels, although she'd have to admit something. I mean, she would have to admit having a heavy hand in concentrating such an image, whether she takes a high minded political stance, puts on lofty ears, or otherwise plays the part of society's high priestess. Libra lives her life in a soapbox, pedestal, or pulpit of her own design. While she perceives all other women as wallowing in one way or another in the mire of their womanhood, she simply breathes in and takes that she assumes to be her rightful place in the world as a man's equal. (laughs) Okay, so I think this is very accurate as far as that because that's one thing that before I got married I would talk to my husband when we were dating and I was like you know when we you know if we get married someday I want it to be where the household is equal and I was like with that being said I want a man who like who who I can build an empire with so basically like we're both ambitious we're both hardworking we both help like build each other 
and whatever passions it is we're doing, we support each other in it. We never feel like one is better than the other. And that's just how I feel. I feel like, I feel like as a woman, while, while I am, excuse me, while I'm, while I am soft and, um, I'm soft, I'm feminine, I'm, I'm smaller than, you know, I'm, I'm like basically like short, like slash, like petite slash, slash average. I'm a five, four woman. Okay. Um, so (laughs) most like, you know, men of course are going to be bigger and taller than me. Uh, yes, men, um, are very rational and can like work great with numbers and math and like harder things. But I feel like with work, so can I, um, I feel like that I know how to like in my household, I, 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 um, I derive more from the feminine when it comes to being, being like taking care of my husband, uh, you know, making him feel good and comfort, recognizing his emotions, comforting him when he needs it, being there for him, giving advice when he needs it, using my intuition, you know, but also I work well in the masculine as well. Cause that's when I'm working on my like business stuff and uh, creating ideas for things to, you know, make uh, money or, you know, really working in with finances and stuff like that. So I know when to use and when to not use that. And because of that, I feel like that just because men know how to do certain things doesn't mean that a woman can't. I don't know if I just like kind of went in a tongue tie circle or some shit. Cause I almost feel like I'm not making sense, but I hope that you guys understand what I'm saying. I just feel like really women and men are, are equal in certain things. Um, but I do feel as a woman, very powerful and magical only because I can bring life into this world. Um, and men provide that life inside them and, you know, obviously put it in us, but the point of turning that little gooey slime, little tadpole into a fucking human being and bringing it into this world that truly makes me feel powerful and it makes me happy to be a woman, you know, to have that, choice and that power to do that, you know, like, I mean, and it's not easy work and, but it just, you know, it just feels, I don't know. It just, it's, it's like this kind of like a sorceress, like, you know, like powerful feeling to know that you can bring life from the spirit realm into the material world. My body can, you know, like grow, grow brains and intestines and skin and eyes and all you know everything you need to function as a human being like that's powerful to me but I still would never shit on a man because they can't do that right I won't shit on a man I don't I don't agree that men uh, that men should be better than women I don't agree that women should be better than men it should just be fucking equal We all do our things in life. Like, am I ever going to be like throwing around fucking tires and shit? No, I can learn, but men just come in in certain things that they do better than us, but it doesn't mean it can't be learned. So I'm kind of like lingering on that, but, um, 
I just, that's just how I run my household. And I feel like, and my husband agrees. He doesn't think that, you know, he, he doesn't want it, want it to be where he's, oh, like it has to be this way. You have to be lower than me or whatever. It's never like that. And that's why I feel like we work so fucking, so fucking good. I love that man. Anyways, let me get back on, on point, but I wonder if anyone else feeling that. Okay, so though Libra has no designs on dominating a mate, exactly, never wanting more or less than a 50-50 union, exactly, everything I just said, she can't help but come across as seeming above most men. She is committed to living in an ideal existence, a relative state of perfection that she perceives is, as an absolute, a dynamic, symptomatic of her sign, distinguished as it is by the projection of Venus' subjective energy objectively out into the world after all libra is a sign of our and ideal state itself which though forever bound to the realm of subjectivity opinion is arguably meant to achieve absolute truth to libra it is essential that her life imitate art and or vice versa and infinitum undoubtedly libras of both sexes are true art artists but whereas the male of the sign is his own most vivid masterpiece, the female skills make glorious composition of her experience. Um, okay. The rest of us are merely part and parcel of crafting her perfect world. It's her world after all, and she'll let you know whether or not you're welcome to it. She is in a word superior and to Libra's mind, she's not a bad thing. So long as she remains optimistic about finding a mate of equally premium quality for her, men generally fall into two or hopefully, hopefully three categories. Those who are attracted to her exalted stature, albeit all too often for their own selfish gain. Those who might get a thrill from toppling Libra from her pedestal, convinced that playing on the ground is what she really needs. And the odd fellow who, being similarly self-esteemed, makes in her a match, a perfect match. Re rewinding back to Libra's childhood, we see the seeds of her self-righteousness already taking root. In addition, a girl born under the sign of the scales has either an idyllic childhood characterized by the presence of lovingly detached parents, both of whom dote on her every whim, or, and this is far more typical, she is the product of divorce. My parents weren't divorced. Although they should have been, but that's another story. In the first scenario, Libra bears witness to a model marriage, one that allows her parents separate but equal power in their relationship as well as influence over their child's upbringing. Libra girl is almost always the offspring of two strong-willed individualists. Her parents are generally extroverted, liberal, career-minded types who treat the Libra child as their equal. In such a case, Libra is indulged, considered the perfect child not having to put on a show like Libra male to win such an audible label. You know, that actually was kind of like me. Like, they thought that I was, like, not the perfect child, but the child that never got in trouble. And, oh, boy, did I change that that, that label on me when I got older. Con um, uh, continually given the expression that she can do no wrong and still with so much confidence, the lucky little Libra born under Venus called the lesser benefit, um, thus expects her charm life to continue indefinitely in the second scenario in which Libra's parents are contentious the domestic dynamic is markedly different however the resulting determination for perfection still services and one might say with a vengeance here her paradigm of coupling is based upon cutting one's losses marriage and divorce are both attributes of Libra's seventh astrological house 
Unlike the Libra male, whose infamously incompatible parents typically stay together despite their differences, creating in him the tendency to rationalize, if not compartmentalize, experience the second scenario. Scale Girls is ironically sent the same message as the formerly mentioned perfect Libra princess that she needn't make do or settle for the status quo. Situations and people, even loved ones, are dismissible, she gleans, if they don't serve her ideal purposes. It is no great surprise then that from the get-go, one feels scrutinized by the Libra woman as if she is scanning your psyche with a brilliant searchlight, weighing your strengths and weaknesses, judging whether or not you're worth knowing or nurturing as a friend. So... That was very interesting. That is it for the Libra woman. Um, I thought that was definitely different from what I was expecting to hear for some reason, but it makes sense now that you kind of think about it, but I still feel like the whole judgmental thing, I don't know. I just, the Libras that I know, including myself, I feel like it's just only used when it's needed. I don't feel like it's, uh, everyday thing. So I don't know. I would love to know what other people think who have dealt with Libras or who are Libras. Um, I hope you guys have a wonderful day and I will talk to you later. I have other episodes, uh, that is coming up. So stay tuned and love you so much. Bye.